Hello everybody, Ben Rogers here, the Raptors Digest. Riker, there hasn't been much basketball going on recently, but the one thing that's been keeping everybody sane is the Jordan documentary that's been released on Netflix. There's another couple episodes dropping tonight, Sunday night, so it's something that people have been keeping their eyes on, but one thing that we, we noticed, Riker, was Michael Jordan's co-star, Scottie Pippen, was almost traded during that season to the Toronto Raptors for a guy that ended up being a, a multi-time All-Star, Tracy McGrady, but he was not that for the Toronto Raptors. So this really puts a, an interesting hypothetical in front of Raptors fans looking back at what could have happened if this trade ended up going through. Ben, there's a lot of ways that you can take this because this could have turned into bringing in or trading DeMar DeRozan for Kawhi Leonard, or it could have turned into what I'd imagine it would pan out to be if anybody in the NBA traded for Draymond Green. It could be an absolute win <laughs> or an absolute disaster, Ben. Yeah, no, it, it, it would have been ridiculous. So we'll just, we'll just put some context around this, taking a look at the player stats, because it's a long time ago. You always think of these players. You hear names like Tracy McGrady, Scottie Pippen. You think of them at their peaks. But this was going to be during the 1997 NBA draft. And, you know, at this point in time, these players weren't... Scottie still was going to win a championship with the Chicago Bulls and had an amazing year that year. But he was towards the twilight of his career. Uh, his averages that year were uh, they were in the twenties. They were in the twenties for points. But basically, once he got, once he went to Houston, and the subsequent years in Portland, you're looking at his productivity slip down into a little bit unprecedented in his career, like fourteen point range, twelve, eleven, ten, ten, and then six points to finish it off. So you're absolutely right. He's at the at the at the end of his career, but he's still a guy with celebrity status, I guess, amongst the NBA. Very serviceable player big-time all-star, and you'd maybe be bringing him into a Raptors team that you don't have, you know, in that 97-98 season, you don't have any big shots, you don't have any big salary guys. So really, Ben, how would you feel like he would, what would his impact be, right? What would it mean to bring in Scottie Pippen, whether or not he gives you 20 points per game or for some reason he came in and was more productive than he would have been on Houston or Portland? Yeah, well, I have the numbers here now. He Just this year with the Chicago Bulls, he averaged 19 points per game, obviously came back from that injury and stuff, and they ended up winning a championship. So he was still on his on his peak Bulls, winning, winning an NBA championship. So I definitely agree. He would have been a... That star power, he definitely would have had a significant impact and a lot greater impact than a guy like Tracy McGrady that season in particular. And really compared to any season Tracy McGrady had with us as a franchise because Tracy only averaged in his first so this 97-98 season he only averaged seven points and four rebounds uh, didn't get that much minutes 18 minutes the next year nine points the year after 15 and it wasn't until uh, he went to Orlando that we really saw the Tracy McGrady you know and he was only 21 18 19 and 20 when he played for the Raptors but once the first year in Orlando he ended up averaging 27 points per game so he really Tracy really never had the impact for the Toronto Raptors that obviously we would have liked to reap the benefits of and he ended up leaving we ended up getting nothing for him so there's no real value added in having Tracy McGrady on this roster. So the insertion of Scottie Pippen is only really positive, I'd say, for, for this Toronto Raptors team, even though, as you mentioned, he wasn't peak Scottie Pippen, but he could still play defense, he could still get buckets, and 
you know, Again, he's got that would be coming off at this point five NBA championships. So that experience certainly would have helped. Well, of course, you always want a veteran in the locker room. And it's ironic. I mean, it, it is pretty funny that you go from potentially having this trade piece undrafted so far to flip him into a Hall of Famer in Scottie Pippen who might have one more championship spurt left in his tank before he turns into just an average good player in the NBA on a super high contract. Right, that's what he got at the end of his career. What what ultimately ended up turning exactly as you said, Tracy McGrady leaving and getting a 2005 draft pick. So it is unfortunate that Michael Jordan, I guess, stepped in to veto that trade because we'll we'll, we'll go on with the underlying assumption that everything else would have remained the same. Given Raptors kind of would have had the salary flexibility. You're not paying out your big guys. We can go into what their salaries were. were but Ben, the next scenario that we're going to step this into is just assuming that we get him, assuming we're going to pay him the equal salary or the equal contract that he would have gotten otherwise, assuming we're still going to draft Vince Carter, assuming the rest of the roster will pretty much look the same. The Toronto Raptors, they had success in that 2000-2001 season. What would that have looked like then with Scottie Pippen on the team? Yeah, and that's a, that's a lot of points that you brought up there because it wasn't until the so this this trade would have happened in the 1997 uh, draft so so that you're going to the 97 98 season and Vince Carter was not on this team yet when this trade would have happened so obviously the the draft predictions likely would have shifted but that that would have been and we'll we'll address this I think before we get into that that would have probably been the most catastrophic thing that to happen if we didn't draft Vince Carter because. You know, he was the the guy that really carried the franchise through the first few seasons, and or for the you know that that playoff run that we're we're gonna address coming up. So if bringing in Scottie Pippen and then we have to pay him big money and he doesn't have the same sort of production, I think that would have been a, a huge negative and something that we do have to address and take into account because the rest of that roster wasn't really nice. Maybe he keeps a guy like uh, uh, Damon Stoudemire or uh, some of these other players. Like the roster in 1997, we had we had Chauncey Billups on the roster, but he was playing behind Stoudemire, and not any other big names. Doug Christie was another guy that played well, but Scotty would have probably gotten eaten into his time. So, but that's just it, it, why would it be a bad thing if you gave Scotty Pippen a four-year contract, big money, and he ends up not being great? I mean, you just said there's only one big name, and it's Damon Stoudemire, and he's not even a big name. I'm sure anybody outside the Raptors' sphere might not even be extremely familiar with his work. In the NBA, he was great for the Raptors, though. Yeah, like, for the it, Raptors in his rookie. He, yeah, he averaged because assuming Scotty's a big enough name to keep Damon Stoudemire around, that he averaged like nineteen and 10, 19 and nine for us in his tenure with the Raptors. Yeah, so, so why? But why would it be a bad thing if we paid out um, Scotty Pippen and he was not good? Because the, the if he was not good, then you're still going to draft Vince Carter, you know, or better. I don't right like. The team was not good yeah, I, with Tracy McGrady, that, and then they they ended up going along and being fine. They never really paid anybody out. If you pay uh, Scottie Pippen out and he's bad, wouldn't that be the most likely scenario that everything would have been the exact same as it did as it was, except for you also have Scottie Pippen on that roster? No, I'm saying we're a little bit better, so we don't draft Vince Carter, and then he ends up because he still had a good year that season, so he definitely would have helped us in that '97 season that we you know, did poorly, ended up getting Vince Carter in the draft. 
But I'm saying the the catastrophic scenario. But I'm in agreement. I think this would have been a, a good outcome for the Raptors. But the catastrophic scenario is that we don't get Vince Carter in the next year. Oh, and that's just good that enough leads, that that we miss out. Yeah, but he's exactly. still yeah. Okay, okay. I got what you're saying. Yeah. So that that would be the tough situation. But we're gonna go forward because. No one really remembers the 97-98 season and looking back at Raptors history and the year that we really look back on now in 2020 and we we think of that 2000-2001 year where the Raptors ended up making to the the Eastern Conference semifinals and they ended up facing off against Allen Iverson in the the sort of semifinals and everyone remembers AI's team ended up getting to the finals took one game off Kobe and Shaq did that walkover on Ty Lue I believe that was in that series so the Raptors, but people, you know, NBA fans, not Raptors fans, forget, we took that team to seven. Vince Carter had one shot to really win it. It was the the day of Vince going to his college graduation, came back and missed the shot, but n- n- neither here or there. But if we had Scottie Pippen just insert it into that team, because obviously Trace, he, he has more playoff, definitely more playoff experience and all that at that point, definitely would have been a much more valuable asset you know, with his experience, his defensive ability to appear alongside Vince Carter during one of those playoff runs. It, maybe we win that series if we have Scottie Pippen on that team, assuming we have Vince Carter in this similar roster. Well, if you, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's plausible. Like that's a fun situation to run to say, right. You, you're, you're bringing a team that went to the championship to seven games. You're bringing in an already proven veteran hall of famer, defensive specialist, you're adding in he he's he knows he'll be a complimentary piece. He's not going to be the guy. You're still letting Vince Carter go out and do his thing to be the man, right? And mm-hmm. salaries would still work out if you're paying him again that big salary you lock him in for 4 or 5 years. Hypothetically, he would be there. Well, who was the biggest contract you said or what was the value, the biggest value on that team uh Ben that that 5 million. 5 million. So there's at least 63 mm-hmm. players that season cuz I'm looking down number 63 Kendall Gill of New Jersey is getting paid 7 million. So I mean, unless they have just this absurd uh, salary cap compared to the rest of the league, which they might have given they were still recently an expansion team, yep. you're able to pay him that money. And really all you're doing is just adding in, a pl- like you, you'd still have the same roster, you'd assume, right? Like the roster mm-hmm. would be the exact same. I think there's no reason to to imagine that they wouldn't be able to to get one step past the 76ers, right? I don't think that that would make a championship team against that Lakers team. But, you know, what, what would it's it, it, that's a fun situation to think of. Mm-hmm. Well, if the Raptors make the finals that year, because during this time, everything was really peachy with the Toronto Raptors. Everything looked really good. Vince Carter ended up, I'm not sure if it was after this year. I believe it was after this 2001 season. He ended up signing a huge extension with the team saying this is where he wanted to be. And and all that stuff was occurring. And the team looked like it was a, it was a really strong roster. And maybe that just gets amplified. Maybe the load is less on Vince Carter playing the wing, having to to dominate that position. That those injuries don't occur the years after. And then you know, the, every, following that season, the Toronto Raptors basically collapsed. Vince ended up getting injured seemingly every year. Then people were going at him in the media, and then Vince was started going on saying he wasn't going to dunk anymore, and then demanded a trade, and then we all know how that ended up playing out. People were booing him in Toronto for 10, 12, 15 years. So so it was really after that season that the the Raptors turned into the team that we kind of remember for the most part of yours and I, both of our childhoods, where we we really struggled to make the playoffs and all that sort of stuff happened. But if we have a a presence like Scottie Pippen to sort of, 
calm everything down, run the have the franchise run like something professional, like a championship oriented franchise. Maybe that load is less on Vince Carter. Maybe there's more respect for the players that that you know they they managed the because it was the team and Vince that really messed up that whole situation. Maybe Scottie Pippen as a calming presence just totally shifts the the trajectory of the Raptors franchise with Vince Carter and Scottie knows how to play against a, play with a star shooting guard as we've we've seen in his six championships and through this documentary. Begrudgingly, begrudgingly. But Ben, we also like to bring in Hall of Famers. We would have had potentially Scotty Pippen and Hakeem Olajuwon together on the same Toronto Raptors <laughs> roster with Vince Carter. Just like that Rockets team. Right. Well, exactly. Yeah. So this is this is what I'm going to say. This is what I'm going to ask to you is had it happened in 2000 rather than 2019 that the Raptors made it to the NBA finals and you have a bona fide uh, Hall of Famer on your team, Scotty Pippen, he's proven himself that he's able to be on a championship roster, not only in a team as stacked as the Bulls with Michael Jordan and Dennis Rodman, Steve Kerr, you know, there, there's a lot of speculation about, right, how, how far do complementary pieces go and how much can they stand on their own? He proves that he makes it to the finals on two teams. Vince Carter's happy. He makes it to the finals. Let's just say injuries maybe weren't as prevalent. Let's just say, you know, everything was good. Like you said, it's peachy and Raptors world. Does this make it in at the start of 2000, would they have been able to stretch that into something completely different, right? Whether, whether or not Vince Carter gets injured and leaves, would it have become instantly a more desirable place for free agents? If they see, wow, you got some certified stars, some certified uh, veterans on this team. They're saying they like Toronto, Toronto Raptors. They're a good franchise. They're able to turn around this quickly and have success. Would it have completely changed everything? Like, would we have landed people in free agency or would we still have to play the, you know, acquire via draft game and develop our stars and do a bunch of weird stuff and look over to Europe? Like, would that have still been the path for the Toronto Raptors? I think the the factor of respect, I don't think we'd become a destination like the LA Lakers or Miami Heat or something like that. But I think the respect factor and because during seemingly all of the 2000s until Masai Ujiri it feels like the the Toronto Raptors had this label of stars don't want to play there people don't want to play in Canada we saw it with the Grizzlies and we saw it with the Toronto Raptors we saw you know Damien Stoudemire who was averaging ridiculous stats 20 and 9 for the team he ended up demanding a trade or wanting to wanting out of Toronto ended up going to to Portland I believe and really didn't have the the stats and didn't have the success over in Portland that he had with the Toronto Raptors we saw Vince leave we saw just seemingly every name that came to Toronto want to leave and I think the franchise itself and to I brought up the the Vancouver Grizzlies they had like Steve Francis who refused to play there and, and different guys the the state I think if the Toronto Raptors make the finals have a positive outcome with a uh, Scottie Pippen and a uh, uh, Vince Carter and they don't s- sort of flounder that situation if they can keep Scottie Pippen happy and uh, keep having success with this sort of team I don't think that perception that the Toronto Raptors are a weak franchise or a, or a destination no one wants to play in, I think that disappears. I think we become similar to the, obviously we wouldn't have nearly the history as the Celtics or the Sixers or something like that, but we become sort of a destination in that that aspect where it's still cold. It's not going to be a place where your, your wife is going to look at and say, oh, it's 30 odd degrees there every day, so I'm going to try and stay. But it's it's a place where it's respectable to go and build up your franchise, and I think we would have had a lot more success over that that decade. And the pre Masai Ujiri days would have been a lot better in Raptors land. Yeah, 
I mean, like I said, it's a, it's just a fun mental exercise to play through that whole what if scenario because I think realistically, again, whether if you had obtained through a trade of Tracy McGrady on that 97 draft day for Scottie Pippen, you're not getting a guy that's going to come in and be the man. You're probably, I, I, I'd put money on it, you're 99% likely to get that same Scottie Pippen that played out at the end of his career averaging four, 10 to 14 points, basically. I think that's the guy that you're getting. But if you're, everything considered, what happened over the next four or five years for the Toronto Raptors without Scottie Pippen would have been, I think, no different than having Scottie Pippen there because he would have only been marginally better on any given roster or would have only improved marginally any given roster. They didn't max out any trade or any salary guys anyways. And you have a, a year where you made a good playoff run and he would have no doubt increased their chances in winning that game seven. So I think it's um it's one that, you know, it's unfortunate they couldn't have made a, a deal work, or I guess it, it really came down to Michael Jordan in the end. He was the the yes or no guy, but I think it would have it would have improved this Raptors' fate. And unfortunately, they had to just wait ten more years to to really get a good run at it. <laughs> ten. It took us nineteen years to win overnight, like twenty two years from ninety ninety seven to to win a chip, right? <laughs> Yeah, true. I was thinking 2010. I forgot. 1997. I guess 22 years. 22 years to to figure it all out. Yeah, but we did it. We figured it out, and thankfully, we we got it the our peak Raptor watching experience because you know you and I wouldn't have been able to witness the. We would have been very very young if the Raptors end up winning or going to the finals. At least we weren't beating those that Shaq and Kobe Lakers team with a with the Scottie Pippen on the roster. But Riker, the one thing. I guess I'll throw at you before we end this podcast is I know you have, you're saving the sort of the watching experience of the, the bulls documentary to when there's more episodes out so you can binge it and, and all that, but it, it's pretty, it's, it's knowledge out there that Jordan wanted Scotty Pippen on the team. He wanted Phil Jackson there, but let's just say this trade happens. Does Michael Jordan demand a trade to the Toronto Raptors and bring Phil Jackson along and win three or four championships in the early 2000s in in canada for toronto does that does that situation have a possibility it happening for scotty pippen all he wants is a more reasonable uh parody for his contract he wants to get out under the shadow of michael jordan he finally escapes him as far as he can north of the border and then have michael jordan and the same coach follow him up i don't know i think it would have drove him insane but of course we see what the Raptors can do when we get in one certified top five player in the league. We turn that into a championship year. So, of course, Ben, that would have happened. Easy. Easy money. And you haven't watched it, but he's, he's not mad at Michael Jordan in the documentary. It's the it's the GM that they, that they go at. So, he might be happy. Everyone might be more peachy in Toronto with, with Michael Jordan, Scottie Pippen, maybe bring in a Vince, too. Bring in the whole squad, you know? Bring the whole band together and win... Win ten straight championships, and then bring in Kawhi in the future, and keep win ten ten straight more, <laughs> ten more straight. Yeah, <laughs> sure. Well, yeah, you guys hear it here first. The Raptors would have won twenty straight championships with Scottie Pippen and Michael Jordan if this trade ended up going down. But realistically, what do you guys think would have occurred? Do you think the Raptors would have been better off making this trade if it fell through, or just letting it go by the wayside and? seeing how things happened with Tracy McGrady ended up leaving. Let us know in the comment section below. You're the best for making this far. Check out the Twitter, the Instagram, all that cool stuff. You have any last words, Riker? It's over me, Ben. Cheers.